That bike's been designed just for me. It's too much for a kid like you. Oh! Okay, let's ride. Oh no! Oh, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was really weird. You went from uh, zero to nothing. You disappeared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was weird. That was really weird. But you're back, hey, and welcome back, all the listeners. Yep, welcome to Movie Boners, everybody. Cheers! Uh, cheers to you. What beer are you drinking today? Uh, it has nothing to do with the the movie we watched. Yeah. Um, my daughter picked it out because of the name. Okay. I'm laughing because you're wearing a Macho Man shirt. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm drinking Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. <laughs> nice. I've always wanted to try it. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I, I've seen the cane. I know it exists, yeah. obviously. Yeah. He, he drinks it and posts about it a lot. But that's Yeah, funny. my daughter was like, Dad, it's Halloween season. It says Broken Skull. Yeah. And then I laughed when you sat down with Macho Man. So, my God. <laughs> It's We're a, back to the wrestling references. I, yeah, I'm very excited. It'll have to be Japanese wrestling, but that's fine. My beer today is, uh, I wanted to find a Japanese beer. I know that they exist, but I was short on time and had to go to our local smaller beer uh, store. So I got this one called uh, Hazer Tag. I believe I've had it on here before. Oh, there you go. It's new. I don't think you've had that one on here. Haven't I? Maybe I've just bought it in my normal life. Um, Maybe. It's, <laughs> it's a new Odell's Brewing Company. All right. Yeah, it's a hazy IPA. It is quite good. And there are lasers in the movie. So I was like, hey, that's close enough. <laughs> there, yeah, there's there's a lot in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Broken Skull is pretty good. I think you would. Uh, I think you'd get a big kick out of it, man. I would. It's pretty I good. Would. I like pretty it. Pretty good. Um, so our beer is brought to you by Wandering Lion Studios. And I don't know if you can hear that. There's a like Blue I Angels. I did hear that. Yeah, they've I had, did hear that. They've had uh, Blue Angels flying over like all week because there's like an air show going on and they've been practicing stuff. So you may hear jets in the background. It's not because I'm in Neo Tokyo. It's just, you know. In 2019. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the past now. <laughs> Um, but our beer is brought to you by Wandering Lion Studios. They are a sponsor. They are cool guys. Did you uh, go check them out? WanderingLionStudios.biz. Did you read their email last time that I missed before we recorded last time? There's a really cool thing that they said that they're about uh, going to release very soon. Actually, I think in a couple of days. Actually, the day that this drops, they said that they're planning on releasing a new short film. Um, and the coolest part that I thought is that they said, well, here's the, here's the, the thing. It's a, it's an quote unquote artsy take on a situational comedy highlighting the absurd eccentric and often flawed side of the young artists attempt to make art. But the cool thing is that they said that they used, uh, inspiration from things that we've talked about or ways that we've talked about movies like Bronson, Birdman, and the, our Wes Anderson episode, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting combination of things, Bronson, Birdman, and Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool because I don't think I've ever inspired anyone to do anything before. And uh, I didn't anticipate that being what this podcast did, but it's cool that artists are taking, taking this kind of stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. So yeah, we'll be posting <laughs> about that, I'm sure, when it comes out. Um, they said they were going to release a teaser soon. So 
yeah. as soon as that's out, we'll let you know. That's very exciting. Go check out one in my studios, uh, dot biz and, uh, Check out the other things they do. They're cool guys. And they're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Check them out. I was trying to find that email because I was like, I'm pretty positive I read it. And I just found it, which is irrelevant at this moment. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) I read everything that was worth talking about. I think I think you hit it all. Good job. Good job. Uh, And so I guess the other tie in for this episode to Wandering Lions is they had a film festival last year. And which we, was awesome. We got to talk to several different filmmakers. One of those filmmakers uh, we've had some conversations with on Instagram. They've DM'd us and they rec- that the guy was actually a re- the guy who recommended we see Akira. I've never seen it. You have never seen it, but we had it heartily recommended to us. Yeah. As, as something that they would be interested in hearing us talk about, which I could see and, why. And we had people after we announced that we were going to do Akira commenting and being like can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about yeah. it oh my god it's my that. favorite yeah yeah which i don't know about you i felt a little bit of pressure all of a sudden because i was like <laughs> man yeah oh no <laughs> like, people care about this i was like what if i don't like it, <laughs> it <was> like <laughs> yeah tune in while dustin shits all over it <laughs> i was like all right because i i waited to watch it because mm-hmm. I wanted it as fresh as possible mm-hmm. before we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was seeing like the excitement for it. And then I was like, all right, I, I think it's time to buckle down and watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah, I also waited to watch it n- partly because I would like to have it fresh. We tend, I tend to try to watch things twice when we have just one mm-hmm. movie to watch. Um, I couldn't. And I part of the reason I was delayed in watching it is because... I didn't have time. I was my wife was forcing me to watch Midnight Mass every time that we had TV uh, time. As you should. By yeah. the way, go finally, watch Midnight Mass. Finally finished uh. it. It's slow to start. You have to stick with it. We started it over and well worth it. Very interesting. Yeah, I was like, what is going on by the third episode? Like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, but that's for a different discussion. But it go is. watch Midnight Mass; it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, Akira, I know that I have been verbally abusive, as might be a decent way to say it, against anime in the past. Yep. I d- don't tend to care for it. I haven't been exposed to it. So, I, this is the first anime feature film I've ever watched. I right. s- I've seen a little bit of Pokemon, a little bit of Dragon Ball Z. I tend to be someone who is very picky about art styles and in movies and shows and comics also there are a lot of i love batman i love all of this the great batman stories but there are a lot of black batman comics that i don't care for because i don't gravitate to the art style like right and we've talked about before batman uh, returns for sure uh but like nightfall all of those ones i'm like uh, it's not my style it's not what yeah. i would prefer and anime is kind of mostly that for me <laughs> but i was surprised by akira because i was very impressed by the animation especially okay. especially for late 80s animation um but i had back and forth because there is some of the 
very anime type things. I really like the backgrounds and the effects, but the character models were like not <laughs> not not what I would prefer. So I, yeah, I'm mixed, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, I've I've been that way too. Uh, when I was younger, I watched Pokemon when it first came out, but I got out of my Pokemon f- fan phase fairly quick, mm-hmm. uh, and then I never bothered with Dragon Ball Z. You're not going to convince me to watch it, guys. <laughs> Don't try. Uh, no. I never cared to watch. I can't even think of all the other ones. I, I've never been an anime fan ever. Yeah. Just never cared for it. Uh, my daughter is a huge anime fan. So I have watched a <laughs> few anime films uh, and a couple anime shows with her. Mm-hmm. And watching them with her, I'm not as critical as i've always been mm-hmm. to anime um but i'm still not a big fan <laughs> yeah and it boils down to like sometimes the animation i just i'm like okay mm-hmm. uh sometimes it's how they tell their stories i don't care for the style and the pacing that they choose to do usually yeah, uh, which is weird because then I'll like watch movies that are crazy slow or have real messed up pacing, and mm-hmm. I'm all for it. So I, I kind of, I don't want to say that's why I'm not a big anime fan. Yeah, uh, but the like, the over dramatized freakouts that every character <laughs> always has. There's that a, gets there's a lot of yelling in normal conversation. <laughs> That I think that ends up being part of why I'm like not a big fan because someone's always mm-hmm. shouting and you're yeah. always at least I'm always like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. but um, going into Akira for me was I, I felt a little pressure, uh, but at the same time, I was kind of like I, I watched it with an open mind. I did. I did. Yeah. I promise. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll save for how I actually felt about it once we really dive into it. But Akira had some parts in it that I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of it was, how did we end up here? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. So do you want to get into it? Let's, Let's just. Let's do this. Get into Akira. So we're going <laughs> to give spoilers, obviously. If you wanted to yeah, watch this yeah. movie from 1988 and haven't yet, go watch it. Um, I don't know that we could adequately spoil it for you, but we will say things that uh, you'll be like, what the fuck are they talking about? So go watch <laughs> Akira before you listen to the rest of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Akira's interesting. I noticed that it 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 opens on a shot on July 16th 1988 which happens to be the day the movie was released in Japan mm-hmm. at least uh, so mm-hmm. that was interesting and you see what looks like a nuclear bomb going off and and in the city of Tokyo and I was like oh this is interesting and then it jumps to uh because well, it was in 88 and so I was like they're bombing Tokyo again this is you know, it's just kind of weird and then it jumps to 2019, 31 years after World War III in Neo-Tokyo. So they've rebuilt Tokyo. And, uh, and I was so I was interested at this point where I was like, this is weird that there's a... Tokyo is presuming there's another world war, that 
or I'm assuming as a viewer, World War Three has happened. We saw a giant nuclear bomb go off. Uh, oh, there was another world war. Japan got bombed by a nuke again. This is like the sucks for sure. But so I was like, this yeah. is just kind of interesting and weird. I I will say that opening shot with the explosion. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this should be interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like, the, all right, all right, what a way to kick it off. And then <laughs> it was a biker gang rivalry. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it dropped in Neo Tokyo. There's like biker gangs. One is like a clown themed one. There's our main group of protagonists are in another one. And what the only thing I knew about Akira was the bike. Like this one yep. guy's the one guy's big red bike. Uh, it's in the cover. That's all I know about it. It's the cover. Uh, watching it, I was like, man, I know I've like seen this clip of him stopping the bike, but like going away from the camera with that uh, that kind of shot. Mm-hmm. And then when I was reading the notes, I was like, oh, that's why. Because like every animated show was inspired <laughs> to have scenes like that, if not identical to it and all yeah. of their stuff. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. That's why it felt so familiar. So I, I give it credit. That's kind of funny that that shot mm-hmm. of him stopping the bike like that became so like staple yeah. for animated <laughs> shows and movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's certainly true. Um, I read that Akira was the highest budget anime up until that point. Um, yeah. So they definitely put a lot into it. I've, I've also heard a lot of Western media has been inspired by it since. Uh, so there's a lot of different, a lot of different things going on. I thought that there was a significant uh, Blade Runner vibe to the city, like the backgrounds and stuff. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. And so that like eighties neo uh, punk kind of, <clears throat> kind of look and feel, there's like a like a, in the biker bar they have like eighties American music like the Doors mm-hmm. and uh, Cream and all this like American rock. But yeah, the 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 bike shots. Uh, so I first of all I thought that the red bike would be much more important than it is. But <laughs> m- moving past that, <laughs> I also thought that the main character's name was Akira until I actually saw the movie. So I was a little confused at first. Yep, yep, right <laughs> um, there with you. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I put it on. I didn't read the synopsis. I didn't like I went into it yeah. as blind as possible <laughs> so that I didn't have any like uh, lingering expectations or right. kind of, oh, I know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had no clue where that movie was going. <laughs> yeah. It may have helped to have some idea of what was going on. <laughs> uh, but I, I do like the bike effects so folk i see one of the recommendations we got from our, our listener was watch it on the as big of a screen as you can and i do yeah. understand where he was coming from because the imagery and especially the backgrounds and the details of these effects were were really really good and one of the cool one, ones was the bike tail lights as they like drive off yeah and and they like kind of linger the light kind of lingers it was impressive. I thought it was really cool. I I don't know that I've seen anything like that it's too much. The the scope of it was uh, I have a lot of respect for the scope of that because it, mm-hmm. it was so 
big. And it, it seemed like throughout the course of the film, to me, I was like, man, it feels like everything's getting bigger. Like everything's just expanding and expanding and expanding. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a spoiler by itself, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scope of it, because when I got your text about, oh, by the way, don't, you know, he wants us to watch it on the biggest screen we can. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. like it's an anime. How, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I, I get it after watching it. I was like halfway through, I'm going with all the backdrops of the city and just mm-hmm. like, especially when it, it really gets nuts uh, yeah. towards the end. I was like, okay, I, I get why you want to watch it on a big screen. Yeah. I did kind of find myself wondering, uh, you know how like some of the theaters will do. Oh man. What is that called? I forget like, what they call the like Fandango like, thing or whatever, the special yeah. screenings. Like throwback uh, kind of movies. Yeah. I feel like Akira would be a good one to have for that. Yeah. Because of that scale. Yeah. I, I think that would be kind of a, interesting to watch on a big screen just for to sure. get the full, the full uh, spectrum of it. Yeah. But. I would totally agree with that. I've seen him do things with like Spirited Away is the only other one I can think of. Yeah. It's like an anime that I've never seen, but heard about. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) the, the interesting thing about Akira to me, I, I like, I was interested in just one interesting thing. That movie is full of what? Well, there's, there's a lot of interesting (laughs) things that are like, what? But the interesting thing to me that I was like, oh, this might be right up my alley. It was the fact that there's a kind of a complicated story about Mm -hmm. they, they kind of tease things out in the background, which I like. I love when stories tell the story through the world, like the news that's on, or they're talking about like, Oh, there's this, you know, student protests that are turning violent or the government is doing these weird things or the military and the police are working together to put down like this revolution. I was like, this is interesting. I'm definitely interested in like this, this story about these individuals that live in this world and the, their story about this biker gang and friends who are, kind of friends there's have a tumultuous relationship their story is very different than at least initially very different than the world that they are living Mm -hmm. in they're not really involved in student protests or anti-government things that are happening but it 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 kind of it's important because it sets up where the story is going i also so i felt i don't know about you but there were a few moments during akira um where I got a huge sense of like, am I really this disconnected from other cultures, especially <laughs> like, cause they're like the spiker gang, but their, mm-hmm. their punishment is they have to continue to go to school. They have to continue their education. <laughs> and like yeah. the way the education system is set up in the different uh, areas of the city and all that. I, I felt like very much mm-hmm. kind of being impacted by my own isolation ignorance isolation whatever you want to call it to like Mm -hmm. that's so weird to me that this is i'm assuming this is actually a part of their culture like making sure Mm -hmm. young adults even are still continuing education still continuing schooling even if it's Mm -hmm. like punishment or their outside lives uh just the way that they like kind of go about their days and all that i know it's an anime and it's a a fan 
fantasy anime, but at the same time, like it's Japanese. So obviously there's a lot of their actual culture Mm -hmm. integrated into it. So I, I felt I've had several moments watching Akira where I felt just like, I feel like (laughs) there's a disconnect here. Not, Mm -hmm. not in like a, I'm getting turned off from it, but it was just like a, that disconnect of like, Oh, I just, this is such a different mentality, a different culture Mm-hmm. that I just, I don't know, stupidly don't know enough about or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like small contextual background things in, in any movie that we're just like, oh, I understand this. Like you, typical stereotypical American high schoolers going to school and getting into trouble and all this stuff. We're like, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get that because I've been there. But you see Japanese uh, students who get into trouble and they and they handle it very differently in public schools relationship to the government is very different and so yeah it just kind of is like oh that's interesting or different or not what <laughs> right. i would expect like huh well yeah. that's different <laughs> yeah uh there was a lot there were a few times where i like would rewind it kind of go mm-hmm. back a couple scenes or go back a little bit just to make mm-hmm. sure i caught something that i thought i heard or thought i saw yeah, it was very there was a lot of moments where I felt like and I got warned or I shouldn't say warned. Uh, I had a co-worker when I told him like, yeah, we're going to watch Akira. Neither of us have watched it. I think we both just kind of heard about it. Yeah. Um, and he was going off on how amazing it is, which I've heard from so many people. Yeah. When you bring this up and he told me, he goes, man, it might be the most detailed anime I've mm-hmm. ever seen. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He goes, you'll, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. <laughs> Watching it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He wasn't kidding. There is so much <laughs> tiny detail. Yeah. When they really, you brought up like the animation for the backdrops for the city mm-hmm. when they really go into it. And it's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot going on, whether it's, just all the little cracks and buildings or whatnot, but mm-hmm. also like you just mentioned some of the story getting set up in the background, mm-hmm. very subtly, very mm-hmm. quickly. They don't really draw attention to it. It can be very quick. And I did notice I backed it up a few times and I was like, Oh, I didn't notice that before that. Yeah. They, just, they don't really draw attention <laughs> to it. They just kind of, they show it and there may be no sound. They just don't draw attention to it, but it's still, intentional and purposeful and important yeah yeah um yeah and the movie i i don't know about you man but i spent most of the movie just like where is the story going what is actually happening and then the freaking psychic children showed up and i was like (laughs) all right Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. There, there's like, there's not a lot going on up until the point where you see this hideously grotesque mutant child thing. And I was like, <laughs> is it, is it, um, is it a kid? Is it a monster? Is that like, <laughs> uh, is that a cultural thing I should know about? Or is it just like, cause it looked to me like a, like a ghoul kind of. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, they have like these strange superpowers and uh, there seems to be a couple of them. And and then I started learning Akira is like a thing that people are talking about and there's not really any definition to it early on. Some people are treating it like a, like a religious 
deity or a relic. Some of it, some government agents are treating it like a like a system or a or a machine, maybe. Yeah, kind of like a something that they can weaponize, control, try and, yeah. and regain or whatnot. Yeah, because I was like you. I thought Akira was the name of the main character, <laughs> and then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I had to laugh every time I was taking notes. I was his name is Kanida, but I kept, my phone kept auto cracking to Canada, and so I ended up internally <laughs> calling him Canada. And I was like, Canada's saving the world. Canada's kind I'm, of a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There are a few times watching it. So Hulu has it streaming, and they have the Japanese version, but it's all mm. English uh, subtitles. Okay. Which is, that was the version I wanted to watch. Cause I, I wanted to treat it like watching a foreign language film where I want to watch it in their language. Right. Where it's just the subtitles. Cause I, I almost feel with the exception of like old Jackie Chan films, mm-hmm. I feel like English dubbed foreign films is kind of, mm-hmm. you lose some of the muster. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. Um, I watched the English dub version and I actually want to go back and watch the uh, the Japanese with English text to see how yeah. different it is. Um, there were some phrasing things that I was like, that seems like it has to just be a weird translation thing. And I wonder if the text would be different on that. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> You're watching the... Hulu, I think the Japanese yeah, version. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's right. so gone. We'll just move. Fuck on you, then. brain. Fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the the other thing that I really liked about the movie was good gore. So when you see that weird mutant kid, he's being dragged through. Before you tell he's a he's a ghoul, you see uh, he's, he's being dragged through the streets by this adult who is kind of running away from, I think, protests, something going on, and the government or military or somebody's kind of chasing him down, and uh, he ends up getting he ends up shooting some dogs, and I was like, ooh, hate when you shoot dogs, but <laughs> the the blood looked pretty cool. And then that same, that same guy ends up getting gunned down and the blood like effects and yeah. color and motion was really cool. And I was like, I'm very interested in this kind of style, I guess. Uh, yeah. Now, having watched a couple anime films before yeah. this one and anime shows before this one, I will say they are very consistent in animation style. And that includes blood mm. splatter. They're very consistent with that. So when I saw the the dude getting gunned down and the blood, how it sprays and like kind of mm-hmm. oozes out of him uh, or sprays out of him, mm-hmm. uh, I was already like familiar with that style. And I, I did find myself watching it and being like, nice. Like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. But the the weird thing about the the the, the ghoul kids, I don't know what you're gonna call them. These I was trying to. They've got like they have premonitions or something. They reminded me of the uh, uh, precognitive siblings from the movie. Um, oh my, Minority Report. They reminded mm. me of them. Yeah. And I almost want to go back and see like were they the inspiration, but then at the same time like they weren't because Minority Report is based on a short story from way back when I forget the author. 
Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure, but this idea of precognitive, mm-hmm. uh, kind of telekinesis, psychic power, whatnot. Yeah. I kind of liked it when they showed up because mm-hmm. it, it was like, it, it struck that nerdy chord for me. Yeah. That, you know, I was yeah. like, oh, I can get there, behind this. Like, there's something okay. extra, not extraterrestrial, but like supernatural going on, something weird. Uh, some another element that's yeah. beyond a normal a normal story about some biker gang kind of thing. yeah, and so yeah that was very interesting and their and their mental powers and that one of them is like this little girl and she can like talk t- through in I guess inhabit the mind of this other girl uh so that that one that the uh, not Akira but Canada Canada and uh his, <laughs> that's his, what I was saying sorry go ahead sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Canada. So Canada and his friends, uh, they all kind of get arrested. One of his friends is Tetsuo, and he is, uh, it seems like all these friends kind of met because they were orphans in some school system that may or may not have had parents. They kind of got picked on, um, and so they kind of have this bond. They're all in a biker gang. They're all not that nice. That was kind of the interesting thing about Canada to me where he was like kind I thought I was like oh this is the hero he should be like you know this nice guy and then he was like a dick to this girl and then <laughs> he was like beating he was like standing there while they beat up this other guy and like like encouraging it and I was like what the fuck this guy's a piece of shit but it was interesting I guess in the sense that he's he is the hero overall as we get to the end of it and he is also friends with this bigger piece of shit, which is Tetsuo, who kind of becomes a, a government experiment. He he kind of like experiment turned. Uh, oops, we gave him the powers of a god uh, yeah. deity thing who, oh, my God, he's like, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Tetsuo gets wild. Um, yeah, I thought I kind of liked the idea that the primary characters, none of them are very like Mm -hmm. good people. Mm -hmm. They just seem like they're, they're kind of pieces of shit. Every one of them who just get involved in this, uh, situation by accident, really. But with Tatsuo, he was kind of already like a bit of a mm-hmm. piece of shit. Like he was annoying. He was needy. Yeah. He was obsessed with the bike. And I kept thinking like, is the bike like, <laughs> what is with this bike? Yeah. yeah it looks okay. But what? Yeah. The bike serves no purpose, folks. No purpose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It <laughs> serves no purpose. <laughs> Other than being custom and probably cool to some people. It's yeah. Yeah. Nothing else really occurs. The bike was like the Boba Fett of Akira. Where you're (laughs) like, people are obsessed with you. They're huge fans of you. You don't really do anything. You you do nothing. You do nothing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Boba Fett fans. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting crashed. Um, (laughs) Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, But so what were you going to say about Canada? Did you? Oh, okay. So yeah, with the, the Japanese version, they pronounced it 
close. Like they weren't actually saying Canada. Okay. But I kept hearing Canada. And so yeah. like you, that's how I came to know the main character. I just, my brain was like, we can't comprehend this because we're apparently dumb. Yeah. Uh, we're calling him Canada. The whole movie. <laughs> that's a very like, that's a very American thing to do. We're like, oh, Canada close enough. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess I, that's as much as I can compute. Okay. It's like, no, no, no. It's Canada. Canada. And like, Canada. Got it. Canada. Canada. Yeah. I felt like Joey from Friends when he's learning French. Like, yeah. if you, <laughs> if I phonetically did it, I could probably pull it off. Saying it naturally, mm-hmm. fuck that up yeah. so bad. <laughs> Can-e-da. Nah. Canada. Canada. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Okay, that's totally fair. Uh, so I'm probably going to call him Canada a lot because Canada is a lot of work. Or that's yeah. probably not even right. I'm trying to be right, but I'm probably not even close still. <laughs> You're so probably worse. making it worse by trying to be right. <laughs> that- yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was going to come in and be all purposeful and uh, and take it seriously and be like, it's not Akira, it's Akira or whatever they say. And uh, and I was like, that makes me sound like a douchebag. So I'm not going to do yep. that. Yep. <laughs> it's like Akira. We get it. We all know what <laughs> we're, we're talking just, about. We're just owning up to how how we are, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, it is. We're bad is. at pronunciations. All right, get over it. Uh, <laughs> at least I'm remembering their names. I can barely even do that. Uh, so, but Tetsuo is th- this guy in their group who kind of gets separated from them in this, uh, they're a biker gang that kind of gets picked up by the cops or government or whoever. Uh, and they, he gets separated from them. And, the they all kind of get the rest of the group uh, uh canada and everybody else kind of get picked up and questioned by the government and and they end up meeting this girl who they he kind of tricks them into letting this girl go they had also picked mm-hmm. up this girl she's kind of quiet uh, uh canada no- notices her and he's like when they decide to let him and his friends go he's like well she's with us so you know you said we're good and they're like okay well whatever get out of here i was kind of she goes with him i when she what's her name kai or k k i think it's k i don't know i'm so sorry people if you know how to pronounce it right we are so sorry maybe that should have been our disclaimer up (laughs) front it's k-e-i k-k i think they call her k uh I think um, I was a little hesitant when she showed up that they were mm-hmm. going to go like, Oh, here's the love interest. Here's like, they're going to try and have this deep love story. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised and thankful. They don't really go into that. She's just kind of there mm-hmm. and they kind of feel like there's a bond or potentially they could maybe have a romantic relationship, but they never explore it, which I was Mm-hmm. I was happy about. I, I felt like that would have been almost too much subplot <laughs> for this yeah. movie where at this point when she shows up, you're already like, when did we go from biker gangs just not liking each other to like mm-hmm. the government trying to do something shady? What is happening yeah. here? Well, yeah. At this point, there's a government conspiracy. There's mutant children. There's a guy having visions about a Kira and all of these other like 
t- telekinetic or yeah. psych- psychic voices going on. <laughs> people in black suits showing up and hauling people away. So there, yeah, there's a lot going on. And to add a, like a romantic story on top may have been more confusing. Even to that point though, I was also not, I, it made me like, uh, Canada less when he was just like the way that he was quote unquote hitting on this girl or like flirting yeah. with her was so weird where he's, she, she's not into it at all. And then I was just kind of like, dude, to get a hint, <laughs> take a hint man yeah um trying to so i watched this thursday morning and i was like okay we're gonna keep it fresh in our mind there's so much in this movie that i'm like what mm-hmm. point are we when did that happen again <laughs> like yeah so bear with us folks or at least <laughs> me um yeah i tried i had to pull up like a summary so i didn't forget about it yeah, the, um, the, the the main thing um, about that girl is she's kind of a she's involved with these freedom fighters or what the government would call terrorists, and so she's they're they've like this our group of rapscallions that we've been talking about have kind of like gotten her out of the government's grips, but she seems to be very much connected with the uh, the actual protesters or yeah they do, they do see there is a guy who like pulls out a grenade well, and yells, like, yells into the sky so it is a little terroristy but um they're kind of like trying to either protect or get to akira mm-hmm. first they're kind of trying to like slow the government down from accomplishing it's like a race who's gonna yeah, get a care first, and I was like, well, "This, is, what the fuck is going on in this movie?" But <laughs> yeah. then, like, and what is Akira? Yeah, uh, when they finally started bringing up Akira, I was like, "Oh, okay." What I miss that was one of the things that I rewound a little bit because they start really mentioning Akira a lot, and I, I rewound it to like, "Wait, did I miss something in the dialogue? Is there something you know in the background?" and mm-hmm. It doesn't take long before you really start piecing it together of like, oh, it's like a this deity thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're we're in a fantastical world of okay, deities are real, which is pretty mm-hmm. standard for for anime. Yeah, uh, from all the ones that I've watched. Uh, yeah, spirits and and stuff. Yeah. So I I kind of like that idea of like you got this group of people who are. I guess believers or followers or extremists yeah, trying to slow down the government from getting to this, this deity first. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the group was really just trying to protect Akira, yeah. or at least prevent Akira from actually showing up. Uh, I thought that was, <laughs> that was the thing that was a little bit confusing to me because it seemed like the general public or at least some members of the general public, this, group that knows about akira maybe they're Mm -hmm. kind of culty they do treat it like a deity uh or something that may bring about the apocalypse or something like that it's a it's a very powerful thing that that they are aware of they're all they all know about it and they talk about it and it's a it's a thing to be uh kind of feared i guess so it is deity-esque but at the same time the government's talking about it and this general's talking about it. And it seems to be like a government program partly where 
<laughs> it's uh, there's a bunch of different people, and these kids have numbers, and they may be in the like Akira program or or related in some way to Akira, and so it, it seems like the government knows about it, and they already have it or have created it or doing it. So, uh, yeah, it was like, are they trying to yeah. get to it first, or are they? They know it's existing and it's coming and you can't stop it. And so it was a little bit weird. There there was a little bit. I feel like maybe multiple viewings would probably help clear a lot of uh, my questions up. For Um, sure. uh, Yeah. Because I I only got the chance to watch it the one time. I started off with good intentions, try and keep it as fresh in my mind as I could. Like you, when when we do just a single film, I try to watch it at least twice just to like really soak it in, get some notes going. Uh, but you know, we mm-hmm. still have to work our normal jobs and <laughs> right. And real hobby. life kind of has a tendency to step in and be like, Oh, you're trying to do that. That's cute. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I was a little lost on some of the story, just mm-hmm. trying to piece together a lot. Um, I will say that's probably the, one of the things I did not care about this movie mm. was it felt super jumbled. It mm-hmm. felt like there's just subplot on subplot on subplot. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay with complicated stories. I enjoy complicated stories. Yeah. But sometimes you need to make it almost just appear to be complicated. And then in reality, it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I feel like and, Akira is not part of that. <laughs> yeah, and it's if you're gonna, it's hard. It's hard to make something that is complicated and won't have a niche fan base or a super fan base. Certainly, super fans like to focus on all those details and dig into it and get it to be more. I don't want to say mainstream because I hate mainstream things, but more. No, gen- you don't. Don't lie. Gen- as I hold Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the greatest like... of all time. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. I do have. I, there's a streak I think in a lot of people where you prefer to be have that like I want to be the first one to find this band. I want to be indie. I want to be like less uh, less well known. So some some people definitely gravitate to that niche. Uh, a lot of people will look at it or like glance at it and if it seems hard to get into skip it and so there's a balance i think between making something complicated and making it accessible i guess is probably a better way to say it yeah yeah um Um, and so it's it can be hard to find that balance i I don't know that a cure is on either end of the spectrum um well certainly not on the easy access end of the spectrum (laughs) but it, there, there is a lot of complex things, or or th- something starts happening, and you're like, I don't have any context for this. I don't know. Maybe if I watch more anime, I would, but I don't know what this means or what this visual uh, character style or caricature caricature even would indicate. Some of the characters act in a, in a way like you said, a lot of like over overacting kind of where mm-hmm. there's a lot of it, there's a caricature stuff that is in the place where I'm like a little bit just out of it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and one of the things that always makes me laugh about anime is like the heavy grunting. There's a lot of grunting and gasping that goes on, <laughs> which I guess tells 
the story in a way that people understand, but I, I it's just is weird to me. It is weird to me. I, I think you and I are pretty much on the same page when it comes to general thoughts on anime. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I said it earlier. The only reason I've watched some anime is I have a child who she is a big <laughs> anime fan and only mm-hmm. diving more into it. So I'm assuming to support her, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to be like, okay, I guess I'm I'm gonna watch some more anime. I guess I'm gonna get into this. I'll, I'll try to mm-hmm. try to catch on to it, and maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's been kind of slow going because there's some <laughs> that I've watched and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know that there's a, a Batman anime or a Batman anime style of Batman where he has like a samurai outfit. Yeah, yeah, it just cool. came out a couple of years ago. I have not watched it yet. That should tell you something. It's Batman versus Joker, but it's like a, an anime version. I have not watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But back to Akira. Yeah. Um, so the, the weird thing, one, some of the weird things that kind of happen, which is, gets back to your point of what, of what feels weirdly paced. Uh, Tetsuo is captured by the government. He was separated from the group of everybody else. He's kind of put into this program where there's this mad scientist who's talking about these pills that he wants to give this kid and he wants to give him like this certain level and this general or colonel or this main uh, main military guy uh he's he's like well as long as you don't kill him or as long as you don't like mm-hmm. ruin the, the 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 system or experiment would do whatever and so this kid is in a lot of pain. He's like in this hospital room. He's like in this facility run by the government and he's ha- experiencing like visions and hallucinations and these weird, like these toys are coming to life. Okay. He, like, grabs them and they disappear and then they're like massive. And then he's floating in milk. And then there's these, like when he like actually attacks them, they disappear. And there's like those weird mutant kids inside. There's like a giant teddy bear that looks all fucked up. Uh, the milk was yeah. very that whole sequence. I'm so glad you brought it up. I was about to <laughs> uh, that whole sequence. And they do it a couple times, mm-hmm. not very uh, far apart from each other. Those were moments that I was like, wait, mm-hmm. did I like doze off and miss something super important? Did I like <laughs> blink? too long what right. the fuck is going on why are there these giant toy <laughs> teddy bear things yeah. destroying the world why is he swimming in milk mm-hmm. i, I wouldn't miss know it was milk except he expressly says milk this is milk. yeah yeah which that that's in the subtitled version too in the japanese okay. version he does call it milk uh yeah i was like i went back Thought I missed a whole bunch of real important things. And I don't know. I could be wrong. Fans of the movie. Did I miss something? Did Jake and I completely Mm -hmm. miss something important there? But I was like, that was a moment where my brain was all, how did we go from Mm -hmm. biker gang war to this? Mm -hmm. Like, what did we miss here? Did you did not fall asleep. (laughs) You're awake. Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, you're kind of like Tetsuo because you're having this weird 
a hallucination, which is also really happening and don't really know what's going on. Right. Like the, the mutant children are, uh, like projecting these images and then I'm like, well, if they're projecting that, what's the significance of the images? And I'm like, I don't get mm-hmm. the significance of the images. I don't mm-hmm. get what the fuck am I missing? And I try to think that I'm a pretty intuitive viewer when it comes to watching movies. Mm-hmm. Um, You've watched a lot. I've watched a lot. So if you know, if you've read like mm-hmm. the manga or manga, however you pronounce it, uh, <laughs> If there's more detail about it there, let us know the context of the milk. I'm very confused on the milk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was like, it's just a weird thing. I don't know if it was like his dream. I don't know. It was weird. But they seem like these kids, mutant kids, are are behind these hallucinations. They are um, kind of able to control not actually control those toys which it kind of seemed like at first but make him see that maybe control his mind in a way yeah i took it completely as they were projecting these images they were the ones putting him through this and then when he comes to it it's like just it's his hospital room or his it's not really a hospital his laboratory room that they're holding him in yeah uh yeah, there was a lot. I was like, what the hell is happening yeah. here? I'm looking at screenshots from the movie, just trying nice. to like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was an odd part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the things uh, that uh, that it was, was said to us is if you like the movie Chronicle, which is very, after I had seen Akira, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Now, I kind of see where you're coming from. This is definitely a lot like Chronicle in the sense that there's a, kid who ends up getting a lot of superpowers and kind of using them for evil uh and so there's a overlap there i never watched chronicle never oh, really? saw it yeah never saw it's, it it's pretty interesting if you like superheroes and supervillains in, in an interesting way well uh, i do like superheroes and supervillains uh but yeah i just never that's the handy cam right right yeah the yeah, handheld the, camera and the, yeah there's this guy who kind of gets superpowers and st- ends up kind of using them for evil from what I remember. And so there is a lot of overlap with Tetsuo who starts to, after he has those visions with the kids, realizes he's able to kind of do things with his mind. He has these psychic abilities and he starts to kind of break out of that facility or his prison, his room. And meanwhile, uh, his friend Canada and that girl Kay, they're they're kind of with this freedom fighter group trying to infiltrate the facility and uh, and getting found out. And so when they finally meet up, Canada's like, oh, I'm here to save you, Tetsuo. And Tetsuo's like, I don't need saving. I'm a superhero. Like, I can destroy all this shit that I want. And so he kind of gets very quickly drunk with power or mad with power yeah he becomes uh corrupted real fast which i actually like he goes from being very fearful Mm -hmm. to very corrupted which i feel as a as a comic book fan i i understood that decision in the storytelling and the writing more than a, a few of the other points in the film but i got that immediately because i've seen some of my favorite characters have that kind of happen to them i i like the idea when 
characters are put through so much fear and they're like stripped of everything else. That it's just mm. fear of the unknown of what's happening to them. And then when they give some kind of power, whether it's supernatural or, mm. or not, uh, they end up utilizing it for mm-hmm. evil. They immediately go the wrong way with it. I mm-hmm. like that idea. I think it's a little more, I hate to say it, human species, but I think it's mm-hmm. more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Us as so- a species does not respond well to isolation and fear. Mm-hmm. We just don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the greatest villains certainly come from a place of, weakness that they were as kids or whatever weaker or sicker or picked on because of they were weaker and so as soon as you get that power all of a sudden the dynamic shifts in your favor and you're you're the one who can bully people and you often do instead of using it for good and and they definitely become drunk with that power they i mean the the corruption of it is so immense Mm -hmm. so i immediately when he starts like just destroying shit. I was mm-hmm. like, yep, that would, <laughs> that makes sense. That tracks, that tracks very well to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still don't like tattoo Suo or whatever his name is. I'm like, he's yeah. kind of an, sorry, everyone. Uh, I thought he was kind of annoying for the most part for most of yeah. the, the movie. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. A lot of, a lot of those, uh, <laughs> villains sniveling villains are <laughs> annoying honestly i think it's hard to do and not be uh but yeah i that was a moment and there there were several moments of the movie where i was like "Ooh, i like that that's a mm-hmm. good choice i i, I get that it tracks like mm-hmm. hell yeah good job there were also several moments i was like all right <laughs> <laughs> i, I I guess that's what you chose to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the, I liked, uh, one of the things I liked was the, uh, there's kind of a, so from that point where Tetsuo starts using his powers and starts escaping the facility, it kind of just starts escalating and escalating and escalating where he gets more and more powerful, goes to more and more places, destroys more and more things and everybody, the government like, and his his friends kind of chase him and try to stop him. Yeah. But in between that, there is also interesting continuations of the story that I was interested in before, which is the colonel talking about why they have this like program, what their goals are. There was an interesting part where he's talking to, um, he's talking to like the main president or mayor or main guy, and they're talking about how. Um, these these since world war three happened people had that event and that explosion we saw at the beginning of the movie was very significant and it kind of unites all those people it's it's just like a big event that everybody shares and they need to rebuild and so they've been rebuilding for 31 years i think and they've kind of started falling off and getting content with their living and living in this kind of a lot of people are still living in this trash heap like they're not so their goal, the government's goal, or at least this one gen- colonel's goal, seems to be mo- motivating people towards doing, like, towards continued progress. A lot of the Akira program seems to be, and we'll get to it in a second, uh, the kind describes it as, as like, knowledge, like all of this collected knowledge put together. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the the government sees it more as, like, just a 
a a thing that is helping all of these people move together. There is technology and information and knowledge involved, but they want to use it to encourage uh, society to continue to evolve and grow. And we're, we're in the future. It's like obviously technology has improved a lot, but uh, they don't want people to just kind of stop, even though they've gotten back to a yeah. functioning Tokyo that isn't decimated by an atomic explosion kind of thing yeah there's the story gets so in my nut and notes <laughs> my nuts uh in my notes uh we've already kind of touched on all of it kind of the escalation of the film mm-hmm. if like if you had a scale we'll do the zero to ten like most okay. people do you know how quick does this movie escalate into just insanity <laughs> It's like it goes from like a five, six range to like a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. In a a very like compacted time period, it spends the first hour and a half and it's a two hour film, a little over Mm -hmm. two hours of like just odd setup, odd. Like what? Mm -hmm. How did we get here? Like I said, you know, wait a minute. I thought. Mm-hmm. Like where where are we going with this? And all of a sudden you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that setup is just like, oh, here's a weird thing. This is relatively normal biker gang stuff. Here's a mutant kid. Here's a, a conversation that someone's having inside their mind. Some psychic things going on. Here's a, and then yeah, and then it just starts. He can all of a sudden like fly. He can blow up stuff with his mind. He can fight all of these guys. He gets his arm cut off. Okay. <laughs> as as soon as so, there's a big fight, and he big obviously fight. is he's destroying everything with his mind, which is is pretty cool. I like that. Like yeah, the fight yeah, it does stuff. look cool. Canada is trying to stop him while also appealing to him being a friend, but also at the same time. He was never that good of a friend. He always treated him kind of annoying. He's like, hey, get off my bike, douchebag kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. and so his, there's not a deep connection where he can really totally connect with this, this guy who's uh, who goes going crazy with power. And so he's he's kind of just amping up and amping up. And he ends up losing his arm, which is pretty cool and pretty gross. I Although I really liked it when he ended up forming his own metal replacement arm (laughs) which has like a metal skeleton exoskeleton kind of thing and then ends up like fighting that has like this it's also cool that when he decided to go full villain he put on like this giant red cape he's like i'm just leaning into it let's just go (laughs) we're here i guess this is what we're doing now yeah keep hitting my mic sorry (laughs) he's like let's let's just put on a cape let's do it and so (laughs) that's that's Pretty cool, pretty baller move. Um, but the the up until that point, I was there. I was like, "This is relatively normal." I, I I'm actually keeping up now. Before, I didn't really know what was going on with all the psychic stuff and yep, the mutant yep. kids. But now that kind of makes sense. They're the kids. They're experiments. They have numbers. They're uh, being used by the government to do these things. He's another experiment that has another number that they were giving these pills to kind of like repress. And then he ends up going f- super mutant. Like his, he, I don't even know how to describe it. He has all this like fleshy mass that like comes out of <laughs> his metal arm, regrows kind of his skin around it, has different 
tentacliness. It's a very like Japanese thing he, to have tentacles. He basically becomes this giant flesh and machinery yeah. blob that kind is of a, just a living tumor kind of thing. Yeah, that is all consuming mm-hmm. and massive. And he's like screaming in pain all of a sudden. And, and Canada and, is like, and not really in control of it. It seems like, where yeah. he's like, Oh, I actually didn't want this. I didn't mean for it to go this far. And so he's <laughs> now kind of a, a, a piece of this bigger monster that's controlling him almost. And then, <laughs> so at this point, my brain was just like, Holy shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, but I I do very much enjoy a lot of the whole final act of the film. I, I do enjoy a lot of the insanity, mm-hmm. how fast it escalates, even the weird tumory flesh machinery blob that mm-hmm. he becomes. I, I was like, this is so fucking weird, but I'm okay. We're here. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Uh, and then like, this is Akira. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what (laughs) (laughs) well initial reveal of akira was interesting where it's like here's this giant ball but so the the tatsuo's been trying to get to akira who which is like buried underground some government secret facility he ends up getting to it and exposing it it's this giant ball it over the course of the flight it starts coming apart and you get down into the middle of it and there's this littler ball like this sphere they open it up and it has all these like frozen uh, cylinders, fucking test tubes. They're yeah. fucking test tubes. <laughs> and and then they start kind of describing what's going on. That we had this person Akira who they used and and they couldn't really get everything out of, so they saved for the future. They froze yep. all these little little pieces. Yeah, they've and, like dissected him and and yeah. separated. <laughs> Yeah, and so he's been frozen for the future uh, to be used in the future if we ever need to get back to these experiments with better technology. And that part I was cool with. Yeah, totally, right there with you. And then this, like, figure, vision, uh, new uh, psychic uh, specter comes through the the mist. And it's this naked little boy who looks a lot like Canada. He's like the same haircut as Canada. And so I was a little confused at that. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure this is a new kid. (laughs) That's not Canada. Not Canada. Not Canada. (laughs) Um, Also, the girl, Kai, has the same haircut as Akira. And they talk to each other. It's weird at first. But this new kid is like talking to these mutant kids. And he doesn't look like a grotesque, wrinkly, shriveled prune person. He looks like a normal... He looks like Canada. He looks like a normal kid, although he's, he's like and a, small. He's like a an angelic version of yes. Canada. Because when he's revealed, he's got like the giant beam of light behind him. They put him mm-hmm. in that like uh, Jesus pose almost where he's yeah. like, oh, he's the one. He's the, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so Akira is embodied in physical form. He's back, kind of, even though his test tubes and everything are still there. And so I don't really know, didn't really know what was going on with that. But the extra weird part is it didn't seem like he did much after he came back. Like, I'm not sure what the ultimate point of that was because the... 
I mean, Tetsuo still does his whole thing. Canada kind of fights him. They have a, I think that happens after the point where Tetsuo went to space. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So it goes the, to space. <laughs> the go- the government has been trying to stop him. He's been, they've been throwing every weapon they have at Tetsuo, the, the mutant monster Superman character. They tanks, no match for him. Dudes with bazookas and laser rifles, no match for him. And so they end up trying to position this like orbital satellite to fire down yep. laser nukes or whatever at him. That doesn't work. He ends up go flying up into space and taking control of those satellites, Which- fly and shooting back at the earth and destroying all this other shit. And I was like, it was an interesting, like, I guess example of how and i think that was kind of the overall message i took from the whole movie which was these government and these people try to form these super weapons and superhumans and all these things even potentially with the best of intentions but all it takes is one person you didn't anticipate like this character tetsuo taking control of it and using it against you. And now the entire country is fucked and you, it's your fault for coming up with the super weapon. And, and even something like a satellite, he's yeah, just using it against and yeah. blowing up all this stuff. I, I gave the movie a lot of credit when he goes to space because they cut out all sound. And yeah. I get a big kick when movies <laughs> that take place in space Mm-hmm. do that because there's like no sound in space so i was very mm-hmm. happy when that happened i was like yeah this is great he's gonna tear it apart they're like they're trying to go accurate of course then there's fire in space and the sound yeah. comes back pretty quick and i was like oh you were so close but <laughs> i'll give you i'll i still give him credit because that, that was effective to me mm-hmm. going from the mayhem and it, it's a pretty like i mean it's a loud yeah whole altercation in tokyo so to go to have that contrast where it's super loud chaotic to just silent mm-hmm. i loved that i thought that was so cool uh editing sound wise and all that uh mm-hmm. he, yeah him turning the weapon on mm-hmm. to tokyo was a little like god <laughs> it's like yeah. it, it's like it's like these artists are constantly trying to tell audiences or people in general, like, you know, just cause you can, doesn't mean you should. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. You have a good intention. What are the consequences again? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's for a different rant later on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tetsuo <laughs> has this robotic arm and he becomes this giant fleshy tumory monster that yeah. kind of grows and grows and takes him over i think that's why i associate it with him uh, with a tumor mostly it takes him over and 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 that part it, it started getting weirder from there i think where this there's a giant flesh monster tumor that takes him over there uh, you may be able to explain this to me maybe not maybe we need a, a call a listener to call in and tell us what the fuck went on with <laughs> the the there's like a a singularity thing that happens where the 
everything sh blows up and shrinks into this ball of light. There's like a tiny ball of light at like a an anatomical level level, but it seems I don't know. It's it's a weird way to it's un technically I guess unrelated from Tetsuo's monster unless it is akira doing that to fight this being i guess which is like this super being and it's the only solution for him to consume it that was how i took it uh okay. yeah i took it as this is the the tool the way to take back mm -hmm. control to kind of uh dismantle the threat was mm -hmm. that that time i could be wrong but yeah i'm with you hey diehard fans of akira mm -hmm. let us know uh <laughs> and and but right before that happens the colonel who who we skipped over the part where he created a coup d'etat in the government so there is like this round table of right. people who kind of uh kind of united against him they're like hey the the military which he's kind of representing all of us as the rest of the council are against you and so he ends up kind of le letting the military take over the government mm -hmm. in, in this coup d'etat that happens and he also uh, kind of accomplishes his goal of reconnecting with tetsuo letting bringing him back into the fold and he's like hey buddy you need anything can we get you healed up can we get your arm all this stuff and uh ends up not working out obviously <laughs> but it's it i was not terribly confused but the more i think about it now i think i'm more confused than i thought i was watching it where i was just like letting things happen and <laughs> yeah. ass assuming it would come out later on trying to remember i do need to watch it again i think is the main takeaway where i'm like i get i i got it I think I got a lot of it and I got the overall, I took away a overall message. I don't know if it was the right one, but I took away the one I wanted to, which was mostly that government is bad and this, these freedom <laughs> fighters are good. <laughs> and once again, we're on the watch list. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so from a, from a perspective of a super villain, Take, rising to power, taking over this, uh, basically taking over this country, has complete control, is unstoppable. I did think it was an interesting progression and an interesting story. All of the like little kid parts, I thought it was interesting having them as like these test subjects who are uh, tr like they're connected to tetsuo in this way where they are kind well, of going like, through the same thing yeah it's like a telepathic uh and physical connection because they are mm -hmm. all subjects for this uh military mm -hmm. testing program whatever yeah yeah i thought that was interesting do you think that they were disgusting looking like mon ghoulish monsters because they were actually older than they are and they were kind of like part of the system or process made them continue to be small 
even though they've have like these powers developing and all this stuff? Or do you um, think that, why do you think they looked so gross? I kind of think that their powers kind of changed them. That was kind of like mm-hmm. with Tetsuo. That's kind of how I took them was they've been compromised. Their, their physical mental beings have been compromised being in the, mm-hmm. uh, this environment and I think that took a toll on the physical body. Yeah. So that was how I took that. And then when Tatsuo like becoming all consumed, I kind of like to me was okay. So it affects people a little bit differently. Cause you know, one of the kids has to stay in like that floaty chair thing that he mm-hmm. flies around. Uh, the girl is typically laying in the bed for a lot of the time. And in like the a other glass guy. case, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like their powers uh, come with a curse, and the curse just happened to be mm-hmm. it, like, turned their body, their physical form kind of more uh, grotesque or uh, mm-hmm. ghouly. Yeah. Um, and I think with Tatsuo, because it affected him on such a, a grander scale, was because of the mm-hmm. potency or the direct effect to Mm -hmm. giving him these powers and having them suddenly like completely take over. So I, I took that as their physical appearance as a direct consequence Mm -hmm. to their superpowers. So, which I kind of like, I like that idea. I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, take interesting idea for superpowered humans especially yeah. like in, in these stories uh what would it possibly or potentially could it do to the physical body over time and, yeah. and you don't know how long those three have actually been in this program they don't actually mm-hmm. like go into detail about it so yeah i like that too i, I tend to agree with you i thought it was interesting how tetsuo he initially he's given like these pills by this doctor or scientist or whatever. Um, and it seems like over time that they're trying to repress this thing that's inside him because they mention without those pills or over time, he may experience the full power of what's inside him. Yeah. And it could certainly kill him or maybe even destroy the city or something like that. So uh, I, I, I certainly thought that was interesting the main thing that I thought would be more significant was the whole conversation with uh, Kai and Kanda in prison. In prison, I believe, is where they were talking about it. And she has like a monologue about, about Akira and how it is this, this knowledge that people have collected over time it's it's a tons of energy and all this stuff and it's she says something like it's in every person like this power is inside of everybody and i honestly thought that that was going to be more significant i was like (laughs) oh this is why you see uh canada on the poster of everything because he's the hero he's going to tap into this power they're going to have like a, a super powered fight where it's Tetsu, like tetsuo versus canada and uh, that never it's, happened and i was a little disappointed by it, that yeah <laughs> yeah 
I, I thought there would be a little bit more with uh, Canada versus Tatsuo. Uh, there really wasn't. I was kind of disappointed in their full-on final yeah. altercation. He still fights him. He still rides the bike some. He rides it, and he has a laser rifle. But, yeah, he never really – there's never like a mano a mano fight kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, like, I'm trying to remember how the – so the ball light goes down, and there's not much after – Mm-hmm. the ball of light not really it right? seems am I like missing something i feel like i'm missing something what am i missing? I bl- that's basically the end i did want to check in with you though and make sure you understood it how i understood it where <laughs> it seemed like from the, the the very beginning of the movie when we saw the nuke go off in old tokyo yeah, yeah. In, in in 88 that must have been from the akira experiment not from some atomic yeah. bomb that the yeah i dropped. actually uh i thought because they set it up where you expect the opening to be like world war three that's mm-hmm. you know once again like you said japan's getting hit with the nuke uh but yeah, by the say, end they don't say anything about world war what world war three was about they show the nuke and then they say 2019 30 years 30 years 31 years later where it's 31 years after the end of world war III. yeah and they they mention world war three like once or twice but it's very brief it's very like just glossed over yeah. uh so by the end of the movie yeah i did not take the opening as world war three i took that as oh this was mm-hmm. like a first mm-hmm. it, it was a cataclysmic episode and i mm-hmm. kind of wonder if uh, and maybe this is more in the the manga or lore. I'm sure there's so much lore to this. This yeah. this story, the Akira character mm-hmm. program, whatever. I feel like this is the kind of thing that would create mm-hmm. lore. Tons this, of fan it, fiction. Yes. Too. So I'm curious if there is. But I took by the time Akira ended, my thought on the opening was actually oh so they've experienced a tattoo event mm-hmm. before and it was 31 years ago and they've been trying to perfect it since then or at yeah. least try to like manage better yeah with it and and yeah. they don't uh, yeah. because they don't try actually to, learn from to, their mistakes shocker uh, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like history repeats itself it's, it's amazing when you choose to not try to improve it but to keep repeating it what yeah uh, exactly so yeah, yeah that was I, how that, i interpreted the opening and the ending mm-hmm. once i finished the film mm-hmm. was oh they've experienced this before they just don't ever really talk about it it's just yeah. kind of that's the setup yeah so and may have even caused it before and covered up the true meaning of it, maybe, or cause of it, and ended up right back in the same place again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Tattoo, when he starts, when he turns their weapon onto the city, I mean, it, he's destroying tons yeah. of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that was my interpretation. By mm. the time those credits rolled, was like, oh, okay, so World War Three mm. is actually not. I, I almost wonder if World War Three was an actual thing, yeah. or if it was a direct result to mm. Akira. Yeah, yeah, it certainly <laughs> could be that that J- Japan's development of 
Akira, the initial kid or initial program or whatever, was like a super weapon that caused yeah. a po- power struggle in the rest of the world that may have led to World War Three or did lead to World War Three, and maybe the rest of the world knew we're trying to get this thing, um, but it's never really described why that ended and why Neo Tokyo is nor- relatively normal again, even though they still have this uh, super weapon. So it's yep. yeah, that that part's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, that's basically the end of the movie. The, the, I mean, the that's- only other. The only other weird thing is that giant ball of light and that singularity I mentioned. They talk about how it's the creation of a new universe or something, or the birth of a universe. Yeah, yeah. Which my I'm not gonna lie. Like when they start talking about the birth of, I think that's actually a direct quote, dude. I think they do call it yeah. like this is the birth of a new universe. Uh, yeah. My brain was like, okay. <laughs> I'm too dumb. I'm too <laughs> like, dumb to understand this. N- n- come on, guys! Like <laughs> another subplot? Is there a sequel? Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I I didn't hate that they were talking about it's another universe because you know that that's been a uh, a favored theory for so long and the idea of like your fingernails could have universes on them and there's mm-hmm. infinite amounts everywhere uh mm. so they give tetsuo kind of his own to mm-hmm. i guess be uh <laughs> yeah. can't imagine oh, it's a very happy pleasant one but um <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a dick honestly yeah right 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 don't go that one that one's bad (laughs) um yeah when the credits rolled i i just kind of like sat there for a second just trying to figure out like how do i org how do i even organize my thoughts on this movie i didn't do a good job doing that because i just (laughs) i i i there's a lot to it there is a lot to it uh i think we can boil it down to key takeaways though did you like it yes or no so before I get to whether I liked it or not, I feel like we'll do the. Uh, I uh, thought that was going to be so simple. <laughs> Hell no, we're talking to Kira. No. I'm trying to yeah, keep with the trend. <laughs> More complicated um, than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a couple fun little tidbit notes that I I did jot down because I, I okay. do like it when movies um, end up being so influential and Akira. Yeah has kind of proven to be very influential. There were action sequences in it that I've felt were very familiar. Like mm-hmm. I said, with not just the bike, but just the way that they approach the action sequences or like the shots of it, the blocking of it. Um, yeah. It did feel like, I think this movie may have influenced more than just other animated shows. I, I kind of get a sense like it had to have had mm-hmm. a big influence on uh, mainstream action films in the Life US. Action it, it, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you brought up Blade Runner. Now the timing doesn't work with Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, but I also had that vibe of like, mm. this feels kind of uh, in that vein. Like I could mm. see Akira almost existing in the Blade Runner universe. Yeah. Almost just with the feel that they had of it. And obviously other side of the world. Anyways, um, yeah. It is credited as being the film that broke anime into the mainstream uh, Western audiences. So into America, it made anime mainstream, which okay. 
having that familiarity with some of the sequences made sense to me. Yeah. Because when things go mainstream, it becomes very influential. It becomes like mm-hmm. the studio see something and they go, well, we need to tap into that. And we're yeah. just going to, we're going to follow that. So I'm, I didn't get around to it, but I do want to look into what other films besides just like animated shows in the nineties mm-hmm. has Akira kind of been a direct influence on whether it was storytelling, mm-hmm. blocking action sequence that, that was interested to me. Yeah, um, I could totally see that. I think that as, as someone who's never been interested in anime before, yeah. here's one, one of the only movies that I've heard of and had a, a basic interest in seeing and so i totally get that it would be responsible for uh america becoming interested in anime right um and then the other little tidbit because there's been like this ongoing trend for quite a while now Mm -hmm. of anime films or anime shows uh manga or manga hold on child (laughs) How do you actually print? Is it manga or is it manga or? Okay, it's manga. Uh, <laughs> I got a very sarcastic response to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's my bad. Um, of trying to turn this stuff into like a live action series or movie. A lot of yeah. times it kind of fails. It is not widely loved. Um, but Sony did apparently want to turn this into a live action film Mm -hmm. and they opted out of it, not because of fan backlash or anything like that, but it boiled down to money. The projected budget to turn this film into a live action movie was around $300 million. Oh, wow. That is so much money. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. I, I'm I'm thinking of I guess bigger budget things. Well, that are but you gotta that note. Million. That note was from like late '90s, early 2000s. So how it's gonna be double that now for inflation? It, right, right. So you yeah. gotta kind of like put that dollar sign into context. Um, but just a couple interesting footnotes on it. I I thought like, all right. So did I like the movie? Yeah. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it more than I thought I would. I will definitely watch it again. And it, I think, did a decent job of making me not... If, if I didn't like Akira, I probably would have written off anime entirely. Yeah. Because, because I liked Akira enough, I would be open to watching other anime things that I have heard would be good. There you go. So I would say it... it did a good job of opening up my horizons. I think that I was I was interested. I my attention. I was not bored, which is a great uh, start. And so I was definitely interested in it. And I would I would want to watch it again. I could see as I understand it more. I could see myself liking it more. Um, it it is deep. Like I get the impression that it's deep. So I could see myself liking it more as I understand it more. For that reason, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, six to midnight. What do you, uh, Ooh, you're going to put me on the actual movie boners, uh, rating. System. I mean, we might as well, we might as well. People wanted us to talk about it. Want to hear how I, we feel. I wouldn't say I loved it. If we're being honest with each other, I would give it, if I was rating it on a scale from six to midnight, 
I would say this area, uh, uh, <laughs> two o'clock. Ish. You're always going like the, I think the, I think my picture is me. You're always for going you, on so like the down. <laughs> ten, ten o'clock. I'm a, I'm around ten o'clock. You you always start full salute and you're like, how how bad Well I'm Yeah. I'm, we, I'm around we, ten ten o'clock. We always do that opposite because I always start from like six yeah. and go up. You always start from noon and go down. <laughs> I think that's, that's kind true. of funny that we do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I'm kind of with you. I did not love it. Uh, I liked it enough. I, I didn't feel bored. Um, I was like <laughs> watching it. I did have one moment where I was like, okay, I need to pause the film because I, I was watching the Japanese version with the English subtitles. So yeah. if I had to get up from it, I needed to make sure I paused it because I was not going to catch <laughs> the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and at one point I did pause it to like start making lunch and I paused it and the movie was like 30 minutes into it and <sighs> it felt like I had already been watching it for like an hour or more. And yeah. that to me was like, Oh my god, this is going to be a long movie. <laughs> it it did not feel that long once it finally yeah. ended. It did like pick the, up. I did feel like okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. The um, last act goes very fast. It does go really fast. Uh will I watch it again? Yeah, cuz I I f- I get frustrated when I watch a movie that I like enough where I'm like uh-huh. I feel like I missed a lot of stuff. That that kind of gets to me a little bit where I feel yeah. obligated. Like I'm watching it again so that I, need to I can understand it. Yeah. So I am going to watch it again. I, I agree with you. I think my opinions may uh, increase the more I watch it, the more I, I guess, catch on to more of the little things or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm super honest, <laughs> Uh, be honest. I'm always pretty honest. You you said you're like in this range, right? Like the what'd you yeah. say, two or ten, depending on the scale, what side of the clock you're looking. Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more like in the the seven o'clock range. Uh, okay, that's that's low. Yeah, that's almost six. That's almost six. Um, fully, fully, it was entertaining enough. In part to the insanity that partakes. Do you see what's happening here? No, I don't, but I can hear it. He's walking around with a beer can in his <laughs> mouth. My dog is just carrying it and dropping it. Dropping it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like. I hey. turn my head and I'm like, what are you doing with that? It's full. That's a full beer can, by the way. <laughs> nice. Nice. He looks so proud right now. He is. It's like I was doing it for attention, <laughs> and he's getting it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'd say seven. Yeah, somewhere between okay. seven and eight. I'll, I'll give it that because the last half I was definitely very invested in. Yeah. Um, because of the insanity, I do like that. Like mm-hmm. from from the milk and the giant <laughs> teddy bear on. Yeah. As much as my brain was like, what in the shit nuggets are we watching? Uh, yeah. I was still like, this is up my alley-ish. Mm-hmm. 
But yet, yeah. Sorry, diehard fans. I just, um, it just <laughs> didn't do it for me. Uh, I actually think so. I have watched like Spirited Away. Uh, okay. I've watched what, Howl's Moving Castle, and then a couple shows like the. Uh, um, I watched the Death Note show, and I mm-hmm. watched um, something else. I can't remember. Uh, What's the one with like the the fleshy human, muscly human people, <sighs> monsters? That's S- the only other anime I've heard of. Titans. Like, is that it's something? Yeah, Titans. Attack Attack on Titan. Yeah, uh, I tried watching that and didn't get into that one. Okay. Um, I don't. There, there's just something when I try to watch anime. There's just something by the time I get through it, if I can get through it, where my I'm just like. It's just not for me. Yeah. I just don't connect to it. Um, mm-hmm. I have no issues if someone else connects to it. That's cool if that's your shtick. Um, right. Obviously, getting myself to invest into the fandom just for my daughter and just to be able to share another added piece of art with her. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm positive my opinions will shift. I'm positive they will change. I could yeah. see Akira end up being one of those movies where like the more I watch it, the mm. more I start loving it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt kind of, like I'm trying to be, I just did not think it was that uh, yeah. spectacular. <laughs> I, I think that's totally fair. And I generally agree with you. I don't think it was spectacular. I put it in kind of the medium average range. Um, I do I, I think we both we've described this in the past tend to at minimum appreciate influential things that have yeah. come before that have that that has created or influenced things that we do love a lot that yeah. probably w- wouldn't have existed or been the same without this weird thing we don't really care for that came before so I was just looking at the Wikipedia page for Akira and it's talking about like cultural impact and it's listing all these things about how uh, it it is credited for influencing uh, Blade Runner and cyberpunk in general, which I love the cyberpunk style of things. Uh, things like uh, Kanye West has cited as a major influence in his work and Stranger Things and Bullet Time Effect in the Matrix films. So all of these different things, I'm like, yeah, good, 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 great stuff that may have been totally different or not existed at all without right yeah no i'm gonna give it full respect for the influence it has obviously had and i said it earlier i wanted to look into a list of what i feel like this film has influenced a lot of shit that i love uh you mentioned the matrix and immediately as soon as you were like bullet time and matrix like oh my god that makes sense so (laughs) (laughs) immediately just with that yeah, I I want to watch it again just so I can like watch it for the respect. I kind of feel like it might end up becoming how I view black and white films. Like I said mm-hmm. in our black and white episode where I find it uh, important as a fan of this art medium uh, yeah. to watch and appreciate where it came from right. to watch the early stuff uh, so that I can appreciate the current stuff more. Uh, so I feel like Akira is probably set to become that for me, which will mm-hmm. end up obviously shifting my my scale significantly. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, first impression. Just okay. Just, yeah, it was like, all right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I didn't hate really it though. Fair. I did not hate it though. And I feel that's a win considering it's anime. And for those that know me well enough, besides like you and Christy will know me saying, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't hate it. When it comes mm-hmm. to anime, that's like good on you. <laughs> like yeah. my daughter would be proud of me for saying that. So, yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that uh, we both want to watch it again, or are at least willing to watch it again. I don't. I don't do that with movies that I don't no. care for. Yeah, Why would I like bother? if I hate a movie, I really don't want to watch it again. Yeah, like really ever. I'm looking at yeah. you, Avatar. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> and your stupid sequels. Uh, um- <laughs> All like twelve of them, or whatever it is. <laughs> if they ever actually get made, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, uh. All but right. yeah, so that's uh, that's our take on Akira. That might be our shortest deep dive episode. I don't know if that's telling. Uh- <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, we did certainly we didn't go beat by beat, but no, we I, didn't. I think I think that we covered all the major topics. Um, yeah, I would say I'm sure there are things that we missed or didn't get or got wrong that would you could change our perspective on. So if we said anything stupid. Let us know. You can even call into the show and leave a voicemail, and we'll that, play it in the next episode. Where that includes like, like the actual pronunciation of their names. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Feel free to correct us. I will go to the grave wishing it was Canada, but I know that it's not. Yeah. I just fa- found it funnier. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, call call in, leave us a voicemail if you have any uh, input or that you would like to share. And we are happy to hear it. Otherwise, you can DM us on Facebook and Instagram or leave comments. We'll be posting about Akira this week for sure. Yeah. And probably anime in general. So comment, DM us at Facebook and Instagram or on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Boners. Uh, and uh, and that, that's about it. That's next it. week. Um, before, oh, we, before we tease next week, uh, yeah. I also want to add to that. Tell us why you love to hear yeah. so much like not in a like uh yeah. mean way like genuinely if you're a fan and clearly you guys are yeah let us know what about it struck you i love yeah. hearing those stories i mean that's a big right. part of our show is why certain movies mm-hmm. stick with us uh, i want to hear that cert- there's definitely a thing where i i am most interested in things that other people are passionate about and so their passion can rub off on me for sure where i'm like oh i get it now kind of thing yeah so yeah feel if you if you love it i want to know exactly what it is about it that connects with you or maybe it's just a style aesthetic thing or maybe it's something deeper i'm, I'm curious very yeah curious. yeah uh and then to tease next week i am very excited for next week <laughs> even though the majority of the movies we're going to watch are not that great. Uh, <laughs> I am very excited for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we're coming up on Halloween and we thought what better way to watch Halloween? So, All of Halloween. So, so we're going to celebrate my favorite dude in the yeah. horror film universe. Justin's uh, favorite slasher villain. I just, Michael Michael's Myers. just so awesome. Even though, a lot of his movies are not, but they're entertaining enough. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we're going to watch them he's all. Not, he's not even in all of them, at least number three. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
But if you listen to our, I think it was either guilty pleasure or just our basic fun, spooky movies to watch during Halloween. It was one of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, You will hear my defense for Halloween three, which I will also be repeating when we talk about it next week. But yes. Yeah. uh, Next week will also include Halloween kills, which just came out. So go watch it. I'm curious to hear everyone's opinion on it. And I know you and your wife are curious to hear mine. (laughs) Yeah, We tried to get a sneak peek because we just watched it last night. And uh, my wife, Christy, was texting you trying to get it out of you. And you were very much, I'm not spoiling the beans until we record it. I'll do it live kind of thing. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. It'll be kind of like last week's James Bond episode where the most recent movie we talk about just came out. <laughs> right. <gonna> t- talk <laughs> about it and spoiler it. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. So go watch the Halloween franchise. There's what? 11 of them. I believe um, so. There's a lot. Uh, yeah. Keep a lookout for Paul Rudd, a very young Paul Rudd. <laughs> he pops up in one of them. I can't um, wait for that. I haven't seen that one yet. No? no. Oh, man. Have you not watched like the whole franchise before? I've watched. I don't think so. I know I've watched. All, I have all of them, but I don't. I think I've seen bits and pieces, caught some on TV. Okay. And it's just been kind of sporadic. So I've never sat down and just binged the series. Okay. Uh, and how bizarrely like rebooty it is. And I know like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of times where you're going to shake your head watching it. Uh, there's a lot of there's one of them where they change his mask a little bit, and you're like, "Why does it look like that?" Uh, <laughs> I can see that. Um, and we're obviously because there's like eleven of them. We're obviously including the Rob Zombie uh, mm-hmm. remakes. Well, yeah. the remake with his sequel. Uh, that'll be an interesting one to talk about. We were both working at Sam's when that first one came out, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, so next week should be a bloody fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get into it. We both love uh, Halloween series. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun to focus on this one. There's kind of a couple of massive Halloween, or not Halloween, but scary uh, series that have just a billion or 11 at least yep. uh, sequels and so it could be fun to do that every halloween and do a i i thought about year. that too like man we've got a lot of franchises that we could just keep going yeah <laughs> but i'm happy that we're gonna start off with one of my favorites and that and that's uh good old oh. michael myers yeah yeah and with the new movie coming out seemed appropriate so it does check yeah. it, check out next week that'll be really fun so I think that's it. I think so too. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. See you uh, next time. Have a good night or day, whatever. <laughs> Bye.